This is a Beggy Sisa podcast. Welcome to this edition of our Beggy Sisa podcast series. I'm Mia Malan, Beggy Sisa's editor. Today we're going to talk about sex work. Why do people become sex workers? We travel to the Netherlands where the trade is legal. I visited Amsterdam and met up with Mariska Mayer and her daughter Robin. Mariska is a former sex worker and today an activist for the rights of sex workers. Robin grew up knowing her mother was a sex worker. Robin is now 21. I asked Mariska what made her decide to become a sex worker and Robin how she feels about her mother's former job. How old were you when you became a sex worker? I was pretty young when I started to work as a sex worker. I was only 16. And why? Why did you start? It's probably the most silly thing you ever heard, but I started to work as a sex worker because I needed money to buy a dog. <laughs> a pretty expensive German shepherd. Did you get the dog? Of course, the same day. <laughs> it's a silly story. It's a, it's quite a well-known story in our country. But it, it was typical me at the time. I was always very impulsive. I was always busy doing crazy things and doing things I wasn't really allowed to do. I was never afraid of doing something drastic to get to my goal. So what did you do that day? How did you find the work and the job? Well, you know, nowadays it, it would be almost impossible to work as a 16-year-old girl or boy in, in sex work in the Netherlands because places have licenses and the police is, is very aware and careful and, and checking out places. But that was the 80s, you know, the 80s was a, a different period of time. I was trying to find a way to get 250 Dutch euros at the time, a lot of money when you're 16. And I was uh, speaking to a couple of friends, and, and one made a kind of a joke, uh, actually, like, well, you can always work as a prostitute. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> interesting. And I found out a place in the city where I lived at the time, and very impulsively, I made a phone call, jumped on my bike, went over there, and said, I want to start immediately, because tonight I have to pay people uh, the money for the dog, otherwise they sell her to somebody else. I didn't really mind. I had the idea, like, okay, perhaps I'm doing something I have to be a bit careful with speaking about. I was completely okay with it. Did you tell your parents? Well, I wasn't living at home anymore. So, no, I didn't tell my parents. I come from a Catholic background at the time, not anymore. The relationship with my parents at the time was not very good. I was a bit of a rebel, uh, living on the street and doing crazy things. So I kept it a secret for family members. But after a couple of weeks, I told my friends, more and more friends. And in that first night, how many jobs did you have to do to be able to afford the dog? I had two customers of one hour each. They paid me 125 per hour. So after two customers, uh, I could pick up my dog. And now you have a daughter. Robin, you know that your mom was a sex worker. Tell me, when did she tell you and how did you feel? To be honest, I grew up in this neighborhood and I grew up with all the stories, so I do not exactly remember when she first told me. In my mind, I've just always known and I've always been okay with it. She's always been open to me about everything. And of course, when you're young, you cannot explain everything in detail, but that comes when you grow older. So when you realized what sex work was, how did you feel about it? I thought it was selling kisses when I was young. My mom always explained to me, because over here 
you have a lot of women and men standing, well, women and trans, standing behind windows. And I always ask my mom, like, what are they doing behind the windows in their bikinis? Well, they are selling kisses, dear. <laughs> so and when you go, grow older and get to find out what sex actually means, yeah, it just it turns in your head uh, kisses to sex. And Well, but I always accepted it. Perhaps I, I find it a little odd, but not in a terrible way, just like, oh, okay. When I hear women explaining it like this, then I'm thinking, okay, I did something right in, in raising her, because the way she explains it, it proves to me that what you hear the most, what you experience, especially from your childhood on, becomes your reality. You know, a lot of people always hear bad things, negative things, sad stories related to sex work. Uh, and that becomes their reality, you know. For, for most people in the world, sex work is similar to trafficking, to abuse, to all these horrible things. But if you grow up learning that sex workers are normal human beings, my God, that you have to explain this is already unbelievable. They're doing a job... There are nice people, normal people. Okay, sometimes not nice because there are normal people. So, Robin, did you tell your friends about your mother's job? Well, I've always been careful with the subject. I have never hidden the subject from my close friends. Everyone knows, everyone accepts it. Everyone's very curious always about the subject. So, what do they ask you if they're curious? Well, sometimes I ask, have you ever been in a room or how does it look like? Or, How does it work when a sex worker deals with a customer? What is the price? Do you talk to sex workers? Like, well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, I can tell my friends, perhaps I'm certain that everyone has talked to sex workers because sex workers are normal people walking around doing groceries. People often didn't know in the beginning that you were a sex worker and they talked to you, right? It's not like it's written on your forehead, you know, like uh, I'm a sex worker, I'm a prostitute, you. <laughs> so people, people have this image or they have this idea about what a sex worker looks like or how she or he is behaving, you know, this stereotype of image that they have in their, in their mind that is often uh, completely not true. It, it's, uh, I find it strange, you know, how people frame other people or how people frame women, sexy dressed or not, or... I find it weird how people look at other people and how they judge based on how you look or what kind of a job you do. You know, a lot of sex workers are very prudish. It's not like they have sex all the time. It's even not like they work as a sex worker, but not necessarily because they enjoy having sex so much. You know, they're just able to separate sex and love from each other, I always say. So, so Robin, would you consider becoming a sex worker? I think not. I think I don't have that much strength in my mind to be able to separate everything. So I think that's why I've always had deep respect for mom and all of the sex workers I know also. So Mariska, something that's very clear from what you're saying is that you don't see yourself as a victim, which is something that people often think about sex workers. You see it as a job that you chose to do and that's your job. So tell us about a day in the life of a sex worker and why did you continue with this? Well, first of all, if I am a victim, I'm a victim of the judgmental society. All sex workers are victims of stigma and bad laws and bad ideas that people have about them. That makes you into a victim. 
hiding all the time and being forced to work in unhealthy and dangerous, often extremely dangerous circumstances, only because the world is not accepting you and accepting your work. And, and that is something that in the years that I'm, I'm, I'm working with sex work and after my career as a sex worker with the Prostitution Information Center and with the union and, and all the projects uh, I did, is, is a feeling that became stronger and stronger in me. Like, this is such a big fight in every country in the world for millions of people in the world that make money this way and that are not accepted because of, of uh, who they are or what they do. So why did you continue after that first night? After the first night, I was, I was completely fine with it. And this was something that I thought, well, I can make money pretty easy. I really didn't care. It was easy for me to, yeah, they say switch that button. You know, you're not a robot. It's not a matter of switching a button and you don't feel anything anymore. You, you must be able to deal with it. And I, I found out after that, well, already with the first client, I was able to deal with this. And I thought, well, that's easy, 125 an hour. You know, from the streets, I could afford myself an apartment in the same month and eat more healthy and buy stuff instead of stealing stuff. And things became better for me at the time. And I didn't like uh, all the normal jobs. I never saw myself in an office or in a store. or That's all too boring. <laughs> Not enough money. Have you ever tried out another job? In that period of time, a few times. Yeah, but not very interesting things. You know, in a bakery. Not really a bakery. Croissanterie. Yeah, how do you call that? Boulangerie. Boulangerie. Place where you can eat sandwiches. And uh, later, uh, I did some office work. So I had a couple of jobs. And uh, at a certain uh, point, I thought, I have to do things uh, differently. I, I stopped sex work. And uh, I started my own business. And that was something that I really liked, being my own boss. Just like the years before. As a sex worker, you're your own boss too. What business did you start? I started a small uh, publishing company. I made a magazine called uh, Pleasure Guide, a magazine about sex work, obviously. The only thing I, I, I know something about. <laughs> so I did that for uh, some years. And then I started a Prostitution Information Center in the Red Light District. I did that for 22 years. For how long have you not been a sex worker? A very long time. I'm 49 in the meantime, and I quit when I was 21, Robin's age. So I started my business when, when I quit sex work. So I'm involved in sex work for so long that I sometimes forget that I'm, I'm, I'm not an, an actual sex worker already for a very long time. Why did you never do sex work in between? Is it because you had enough money or...? Different reasons. And I don't know what's the most important one. It's kind of a mix of things. First of all, you can only be a sex worker and be happy at the same time when you can make that separation. You know, when you... That's my idea. I mean, there are also people that think differently. But in my experience, I could only do it... Uh, and stay happy, you know, being able to not get personally involved. That's why I, I always had a different name when I worked. You know, you for, for me, it was always an act I played when I was working. And as soon as I was not able to play that role anymore, I felt unhappy in my work. And I, I knew that it was time to move on and, and time to quit. And then I became a mom. And that is... 
Well, that's changing you. Obviously, it's changing something. So tell me, how did it happen that you became a mom? I know uh, Robin's father for uh, years. I met him when I was 17. <laughs> and uh, he has his own interesting past. And uh, we got married. And then uh, this uh, beautiful baby was suddenly born, <laughs> completely planned. Yeah, but when she uh, was born, I already had the prostitution information center. So I always took her there as a baby. So I took her to work, I took her to the neighborhood. Yeah, so that's why I think things are so normal for her as she, she practically grew up here. And already from day one, people ask me, like, what would you do when Robin wants to start working as a sex worker? I actually don't like that question. <laughs> um, what I, would you do? Like I said, I don't like that question, but I completely understand at the same time that people ask it. It's not my life. I mean, it's, it's completely up to her what to do in her life, and I will support her always in everything she will do. I really don't mind. I want her to be happy, and, and that's all. But I know how complicated sex work is. And then I don't speak about the, the sex involved. The sex involved in sex work is the least complicated thing about sex work. What is complicated about sex work is everything that happens around it. The stigma, the secret, the double life, the stamp behind your name that stays behind your name for the rest of your life, that makes it difficult for the rest of your life until the day you die to get any job. Uh, you have to explain things to your partner, to his or her family, to your children, to what people you meet in your life. That's the most hard thing about being a sex worker, life around you. I don't want that complicated life for my daughter. That was Mariska Mayur and her daughter Robin from the Netherlands. Mariska is a former sex worker. A 2013 survey showed South Africa has close to 200,000 sex workers. But the buying, selling and procurement of sex worker services in the country are still illegal. Several studies have shown that decriminalizing sex work reduces gender-based violence among sex workers and also gives them better access to health services. This leads to lower HIV infection rates. It begs the question, is it time for re-evaluating South Africa's sex worker regulation laws? Well, this is our podcast for today. We regularly upload new podcasts and interviews on SoundCloud, so if you're not following us, now's a great time to do so. Our account name is Becca Sisa, Center for Health Journalism, and Becca Sisa is spelled B-H-E-K-I-S-I-S-A. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think about this episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please click like. Thank you for listening and we'll meet you again next time. I'm Mia Malan.